Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes, and you're listening to Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today is episode 154, and looking forward to it. Today we're going to be talking about local businesses, and if you have geographical boundaries that your business exists within, we're taking two questions that came from the website. As always, go to businessbootcamppodcast.com to leave your question or send me an email. We can even set up a live call, and we can talk about how to start, grow, or save your business. So... Today's sponsor for the episode is FreshBooks, and freshbooks.com slash bootcamp, you get 30-day trial, absolutely no strings attached, and I really suggest you do it for six months and see the transformation happens in your business. It's only a few dollars a month to get started on FreshBooks, but you do can try it for 30 days, absolutely free, and some of the things that FreshBooks offers, we've talked about before, but one of the things I like about FreshBooks is it also has a lot of integrations. So that's integrations with other software services. For instance, uh, they have an integration for Gusto, which does all your payroll and your benefits and make sure you're complying with all the labor laws and it integrates directly into uh, FreshBooks so that that way you can you know pay your people and automatically put in your expenses and tracks all of that in your P&L. It also integrates with things like Shopify, so if you have an online business, integrates with Stripe. And I like using Stripe because uh, they allow you to keep cards on file for your customers, and that way you can automatically bill people. So if you have some sort of, of subscription, I can't even hardly say that, a subscription model type business, or if you have a service-based business where you uh, bill people at the end of each month, we've used Stripe in the past, and we use it for Landscape Business Course, and just a fantastic uh, way of getting your payments. And all of that is integrated very seamlessly into FreshBooks, and so go to freshbooks.com slash bootcamp for your free 30-day trial. Now, today we are taking two questions that came in from the website. And as always, I do prefer when people leave me uh, voice notes on the pod, on the website or if they if we set up a call, I like those. And But, but I did want to get a couple of these that have been coming in. We've had, we have a lot of them, but I kind of try to choose ones that are a little different or that I think people would get some value out of even if they aren't in that industry. So today uh, we're going to take two questions. One is from Daniel, who is the founder of DeepSouthAngler.com. And so let's read his question and we'll see what we can do for him. So it says, Dear Mike, I was searching for good tips for selling online and found your podcast. I have enjoyed the ones I have had the time to listen to and I really think you have some of the best insight out there. So I'm a So I'm a brand new business. I do two things. One, I teach people how to fly fish locally and I tell and I sell t-shirts and other items in my online store. I have had many compliments on my site and my first round of t-shirts. I'm trying to create a unique brand with limited capital right now and my online sales are not going so well. Any advice for making my shirts and overall brand look more attractive to customers so they will actually buy something from my store. Thanks so much. Please advise. Kind regards, Daniel Tackett. So, deepsouthangler.com if you're interested, head on over there. Uh, so, essentially, if you go to his site, you can, this is pretty clear, he has a service end of his business and he has a product side. And, first of all, I would make sure, Daniel, that your pictures on your site are optimized for web. So, you can use, there's online tools like Kraken.io that you can make sure those images are optimized. And the reason I say that is because you have massive pictures, which is great. It looks really nice. But you want to make sure those are optimized so that your site loads up fast on mobile devices and it loads fast in general. And that will help you in search results. Now, this is the other thing. So first of all, I think it's brilliant how you do services and you have a product side of your business. I think that's really 
what small businesses need to focus on doing. So whether regardless if you're in the service-based business, I think you need to be having a product side of your business. If you're in the product side of your business and you have an online store or whatever, you or a retail store, you need to somehow figure out how to create services. Now, some of the biggest brands that you know of are doing this. For instance, Apple, uh, they primarily, when they're Apple, com Apple Computer, they were primarily a product-based business, selling computers, and they sold iPad, iPods, then iPads, iPhones, all that good stuff they sell now. But as you notice, looking at their profit and loss statement, and all the stuff they their their 10K and things like that in the past that they've been coming out with, more and more of their revenue, and especially their high profit margin revenue, is coming from services. That's software that is you know, things that they are doing, iTunes, the different software things that they have, they're getting money, more and more money from software. And so you see them diversifying away from just a product-based business into a service-based business. And the reason for that is when you have one, if you're a product-based business, having the service end of your business will take out some of the ebbs and flows. For instance, uh, Apple, if they, if they make a horrible iPhone, an absolutely horrible iPhone. Everyone hates it, and it starts blowing up like Samsung's phones did last year. And that is a huge letdown for them. They start to lose money on the iPhone division. Guess what? They still have seven or eight hundred million other phone users, iPhone users that have other the older models that they can still serve, sell services to. Things like apps, uh, different types of software, the different functions in iTunes and the App Store, and so many different things that they can still sell to their consumers because that service they can sell over and over and over again whereas that product is a one-time buy. And so you see this in all sorts of industries and you see these massive brands that are starting to do this where even for the ones who have services, now you're starting to see them getting focused and getting interested in the product side of the business, starting to create wearable technology, starting to create these other products that they can sell and it's like I said, it's a great way to diversify, take out some of the ebbs and flow, take out some of the risk of the marketplace or competitors taking you out, whatever it is. The more you can diversify, the better when it comes to services and products. So first of all, Daniel, I know you're just starting out. That's a smart thing to do right from the get-go. It's something we adopted a couple years ago in our business. We've always focused on the landscaping and lawn care services aspect of things, but having the retail store, having the product side of the business, even if it doesn't have as much of revenue or if it doesn't have as much profit, it, it complements the business, and, and, and together they work so much better than either or would be by themselves. So that being said, Daniel, I think I think – I think really this is what we're talking about today is about these local kind of businesses, businesses that are restricted based upon their locali location, their locality, where they are at. And so if you're trying to teach people how to fly fish and you're trying to have an online store, there's two different, completely different kind of markets. If you're selling, trying to sell t-shirts and things. So first of all, as far as the t-shirts are concerned, if you're going trying to sell those around the country, you know the service end of your business is not going to help the products out of your business if you're trying to sell around the country because the only people taking part of your services that is you taking them out to fly fish the only people that are taking advantage of that service is the people in your local area perhaps one or two states around you that travel in or are on vacation whatever but for the most part you are very constricted locally to your market because those are the people you are servicing with your services uh, in your local market. That's the fly fishing, actually taking people out in experiences and teaching them how to fly fish. Now, the t-shirts you can sell around the country, the problem is 
most of those people will, will never actually see you. You'll never be able to teach them how to fly fish. And so, in really, the only way, in my opinion, one, one, one of the best ways to sell this would be something like Facebook ads or some sort of quick marketing where you get them onto your website based upon targeting them on the like the fact that they like fishing or they do fly tying or they like other fish enthusiast type of Facebook pages and you can target those people and as long as the cost per acquisition of that client as long as the the uh, customer acquisition cost is lower than your profit margin on each t-shirt you can essentially just scale the business that way so for instance if you charge $30 for a t-shirt and it costs $10 to make and you spend $10 for a customer acquisition cost, your profit margin, is, you make $10, 33% profit margin of that. And so that's essentially a numbers game, making sure that you make good ads and video, whatever, to make sure that you aren't spending $20 on getting that customer to buy something because then you are essentially breaking even when you have $10 in cost of product. So that's selling the t-shirt thing is kind of a totally separate thing than the service aspect of your business. And the service aspect of your business is plenty of ways to market that, get that out to different fly tying uh, influencers in your area, different stores, things like that. However, this is one thing, and that is if people do take part in your service, there's a good chance they're going to buy a t-shirt, uh, especially with it have, having the same name and the cross branding. If they enjoyed learning how to tie flies or how to fly fish, whatever it is, if they've enjoyed that and they've loved it a lot and it's a memory for them, they will buy a t-shirt. So I would try to upsell the people you are currently taking out on the service end of things, trying to upsell them and get them to get a t-shirt. That'd be an upsell opportunity and that's another reason why you have products and services in your business. Like you might not be in fly tying or have an online store, but if there's anything you take away from this, this episode, it would be make sure that you have the product and the service side of your business so you can upsell people from one to the other. So if you're selling services, you can upsell them to the product. If you're selling product, you can you know sell the product like Apple does. They sell the iPhone and they upsell you or you can have other transactions later on with apps and software and services. And so that's what you want to do in your business. And so that was that's kind of all I have for you, Daniel. Like kind of the problem with this one is your market in for for the service and the market for the product is completely different is because one that is the the, the the service aspect you actually teaching people how to uh, how to fit fly fish that is very constricted geographically only the people in your local area are going to be actually going to be using that and so it has a problem because it's very hard to then cross sell into the product aspect of the things selling t-shirts to people who really have never seen you never been around deep south angler so it's just there's there's no right or wrong way to do it. I think there's just two completely different markets. One, you're gonna have to go after cost per click kind of deal, going with Facebook ads and doing more advertising. The other one, you can still use advertising. It's gonna be completely different creative though, going after people just in your local area and people that are interested in fishing, etc. So that is what I would tell you to do. So the next question is more of a, an established business, and usually these ones I don't share in the podcast. This this business in particular does over two and a half million dollars in revenue and I get a lot of these emails and it's it's funny because I, I really wish on these sort of people I could spend a little more time with because they they have the the revenue to back up like a really good budget for Facebook ads or creative like video for ads like they have the budget for it and I hate when people are kind of throwing money away giving it to these marketing agencies that are archaic in their methodology and 
they just suck up money. And so uh, it's not like I'm going to create the next media agency, but I would love one day to be able to take on some of these people as clients and work with them and actually create the creative and not just do the consulting aspect. So like a lot of people that are larger businesses or when I say larger, I mean like they're five, you know, two to $10 million in revenue. I don't mind consulting them and stuff. That's fun. I would love to be able to actually get into the creative, do some of the film, the filming, uh, create the actual ads and Facebook become like a manager for their, 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 their social media and things like that'd be so much fun. And so one day maybe, but, uh, this is the kind of business that I would like to do that with cause they have the revenue, they have the budget for it. You know, most small businesses can't handle five or 10,000 a month in spending on marketing, whereas a larger business like this could. So it's, it's interesting. So Frank wrote in, he filled out the application on businessbootcamppodcast.com. I'm not going to read the whole question because there's a lot, a lot of information. But essentially, uh, I'm kind of going to breeze through it and get kind of the high points. So Frank wrote in, he says, "How can I grow my business?" He says he's been listening to the podcast for six months, listen to every episode. Uh, he has a pharmacy, so Frank has a pharmacy, and he's trying to increase his revenue. It's kind of been flatlined for the past few years. He just bought the place in the past uh, business. He bought the business in the past year, but the business has been around for like five years. And so, essentially, uh, he has no real big box competition from the big pharmacies. I'm guessing things like Walgreens, Rite Aid, places like that. So, but there is one small independent drugstore. And he created a website since he's bought the business at cleburnex.com. Uh, and so that that is a good thing. Obviously, he says he wants to. He's trying to remodel that website because it's not exactly what he wants. And I agree with that. He needs to focus more. Like this whole episode, we're talking about these local businesses. When you're, you have a geographical area that you're trying to service, one of the biggest things I find on their website, it's not clear as to who they're servicing. Whether it be the opening header, like if you go to your, your site, Frank, uh, if you go there, I would like to see instead of it just saying your hometown pharmacy, I would like it say your hometown pharmacy and say the city name that you target. And you probably have 80% of your business coming from the city or town that you are in. And so I think it would be a good idea to make sure that you have that right on the header of your website. It should be in the, it should be in the SEO part of your, your so like the tags. It should be in your header and footer as far as on your website just for SEO. So when people are in your area that you service, like we've talked about this a lot, but like one of the big things people are looking for is zip codes and city names and you want to have that throughout, whether it be keywords in blog posts or whether it be videos or whether it be in your header and footer, even if people can't actually see the text, it needs to be in those places so that Google can quickly find when someone asks Siri or they ask Google Assistant or Alexa, they need Google needs to be able to search through all these websites and find a pharmacy or find your business in their geographical location. And so this is a completely different game than trying to win on keywords for an online business that services or sends product to the entire world is a completely different ball game when you're talking about a local business you've got to focus on your website making sure that it is very clear to customers number one and number two to google when it comes to seo if that you are a, a local business and you service x y and z cities x y and z zip codes and so make it very very clear so that's that's just something there so he's he's made this frank has made the website made a mobile app where patients can interact uh, with them about their refills. He's remodeling the store right now. And so really his question is this. One, when every pharmacy is essentially the same, how do we stand out? How do we become the blue ocean, the purple cow? 
and he's referencing some books there, some Seth Godin, etc. What is going to make someone change their routine and start using us? Number two, he says, I have enough cash flow for, to do some major marketing. If I'd rather have, I'd if I'd rather a team of expert handle the bulk of the load, where do I find them? Not someone who will simply create a website then charge a monthly fee, but someone who will develop content on an ongoing basis. So two questions there. Number one, how do we stand out? So there's two ways to do it. Number one is the service aspect of it. And that is when people come into your, your pharmacy, you treat them better, you give them more information, you educate them. Like when it comes to pharmacy, I think a lot of people think they just like walk into the pharmacy and someone takes the pills off of the, the counter and gives it to them and charges them a bunch of money. That's all they see, that's all they get. And so one way to differentiate yourself is to become the people who actually educate the consumer. So whether that be looking at the, pres the prescription from the doctor and explaining to them what that pill is going to do, even if the doctor, you assume, has already done that, it's not a bad thing to create this relationship where they trust the pharmacy for everything drugs. Not their, not just their doctor. Their doctor prescribes and that's all fine. But they come to you, the pharmacist, to learn more about the drug. And if you can create that rapport, I promise you they will take you any day over a big box retailer that has different pharmacists or different people that aren't going to develop that relationship with them. And so you've heard me talk about before the three different types of marketing. Number one is promotional. Number two is creating a conversation. Number three is actually becoming the expert in your field, becoming educational. There's three different types of marketing, promotional, conversational, and educational. That third one, educational, is what makes you educate the consumer and it is what makes you the expert in your field. When they think of pharmacists, when they think of pharmacies in their area, if you've been the person that they have been educated by, if you're the one that you, has taught them what their drugs are all about, what their symptoms or what their side effects, all of that, you've all you've explained all of those things, you become the expert, you become the person they rely on, and you will be the person they think of first because you've created a relationship with them. And you can even use that second one, conversational, start talking to them about things outside of their medical, like their family, like all of this is so important. And that's one way to do it, is on the service side of things where you are really focusing on creating an experience that is different than the other pharmacy in your town and the problem with that is they have to come into your store and use your service in order to see the great service and to see how you teach people more than everyone else and how you explain and how you are patient and how the store looks nicer and all of those things. The problem, this is the problem with marketing in, in general. If you have a great product, if you have a great service, if you're better than everyone else, that's all fine and good, but the problem is you first have to get them into your store. You first have to get them on your website. You have to first get them to use your service, to use your product, and then they realize how good you are. So the problem is so many people focus so much on revamping the store, revamping the website, revamping this, making this better, making better cl clerks, better teaching our staff better. That's all fine and good, but the bottom line is you gotta get someone to come into the door. You've gotta get someone to get to your website. So there's two different types of marketing. That one is when it's they're actually in front of you, the customer, whether it be nose to nose or they're on your, your website or they're somehow starting to become a more of a warmer lead. That That's one aspect that you wanna fine tune, make it better, make the website better, make the store look nicer. That's all fine and good. But there's the other aspect of marketing, which is how do you get people to even become aware of you? How do you even get on their radar? How do you get them to get in the door? How do you get them to come to your website? So online, you're talking things like, 
creating content, content marketing, creating a YouTube channel, creating a blog, becoming the authority in your marketplace, creating all this content that links or that, that, that gets people to go to your website and buy, okay? So, for instance, the, the question earlier about fly fishing, he could totally become the authority in his arena, make YouTube videos about all the trips he goes on, make some really cool music. Like, However, if he's good at creative, he's able to create really cool videos, make a YouTube channel, get a following, and then those followers will buy t-shirts. I can promise you that. If they like you and they follow your weekly vlog or daily, however you want to do that, like or on social media, how and you can connect with all these people that love fishing. You get if you're good at photography, Instagram, Facebook. Like, there's so many ways to connect with your community and then get them. And that's a that's the means. That's the link to get them to your website. That's online. And in when it comes to local website, like local businesses, that might be your signage to get them in the door. Like it should be really clear that you're a pharmacy that you sell drugs and that they can actually pick up their. Their, their prescription like some people don't even think about it they're older they've always gone to the exact same pharmacist in the same location you just might be it might be your signing signage that you really need to change an online store is gonna going to uh, really benefit from having a really nice office with a huge sign out front because they're trying to market to the entire world or the entire country whereas if you have a, a very narrow or demographically challenged or uh, confined space demographic town city zip codes that you are trying to market to having the signage is important now this is the thing this as we go into this digital era in online is that the online stuff is now becoming just as important when it comes to physical locations and when you do have the small because like now you can actually just market to your local area you don't have to put on a tv ad that goes across the whole country and so that's what's making that, that's the whole change right now in marketing online marketing Facebook ads, that's why I'm such a fan, you guys hear me talking about it, is you're able to target the local stuff. And so this is what I'd be doing if I was Frank and doing the pharmacy. Number one, yes, have the nice store and all of that, have the experience being good with, a, with your staff inside the store, all of that should be amazing. You should be teaching them, you should be creating a conversation, you should be creating a relationship, that's all good. They're, that's gonna get people to come back. But how do we get people to come in? It's gonna be signage, making it really clear to consumers that they can pick up their prescription. It'd be creating relationships with other with the doctors, like really going hardcore, like take them out for dinner, like do whatever it is necessary to develop a relationship with the doctor who is then going to be their first link or the person that can, uh, online, we'd be saying this is like a hyperlink or like a link to your website. This is the same thing with a doctor. It's now he's going to refer you refer a client to a to the to the, he's gonna refer you to the patient say hey go to this pharmacist go to this pharmacy because they're gonna teach you they're gonna they're going to educate you more on this this pill or this drug because I'm not the pro I'm not a pharmacist this is the doctor saying and I'm not the pro but if you go to this pharmacy if you go to this certain pharmacist he's gonna teach you because you went out to them as the pharmacist you went out to, to dinner with this with this doctor or you brought lunch for his entire uh, staff his entire clinic like that's ways of creating relationships and that's what you got to focus on in small business. Yes, you can use Facebook ads. Yes, I, I would do that. I would create videos on some of the common drugs and I'd, I would make videos on the side effects and how to deal with those. And I have videos like B-roll of you working with patients 
in the pharmacy and giving out prescriptions. Like that's all important and that's all good. Make the Facebook ads, target the older demographic or people with certain types of illnesses. Like you can go really deep as to what type of websites are looking at if they like certain uh, Facebook pages about certain illnesses. Like this is really, really important stuff that you can target online. But I think with these local local businesses, we've got to have a one-two punch. We've got to have the signage. We've got to have the, the relationship building, the referral network, the, the, the doctors in this case, the pharmacy. You've got to create the relationship with the doctors. Like that's all stuff that's offline that's important. And then online, you've got to have the zip codes in your header and footer. You've got to have the, the city name so that it's clear to Google. You've got to have the YouTube channel explaining about all these drugs and the typical uh, side effects and what's going to help and what what the the patient can expect when they have the drug. You've got to have the Facebook ads. You've got to have like there's so many different areas that you can target a local audience, and and so that's what I think local business have to focus on. Yes, you are locally constricted, but with all these digital tools that we're using now, that you can really still target people within your demographic. So I hope that kind of helped. That was a little bit chopped up, and I'm sorry about that. But like number two question that Frank asked about his pharmacy business. He says, he, he's talking about major marketing, he wants to do that, uh, and he wants to hire a, a team of experts to handle it all, but he doesn't want to just charge, you have someone just make a website and then charge him a mon monthly fee. So, this is something that I would I would love to eventually do, like I said, for larger businesses, and a lot of the people who I consult do. I actually want to go like one day more deeper, like I want to be the one that directs a couple of the one minute videos that we put on Facebook. I would love to actually be the one in control of the Facebook campaign and do five or six different ad sets against different age demographic and male and females and different networks and change your creative. Like I would love to do that because I do that for my business, but it'd be fun to do it with, with all the people I consult. And I can tell them how to do it, but it'd be fun one day to actually have a business where I get paid to do this stuff. And so right now I don't have anyone, to be honest with you, Frank, that I would like recommend to do this you're not big enough to where you can get someone like a big ad agency that you need a hundred grand a month for uh, and then so if I were you I'd be looking for maybe someone local someone if you talk to other pharmacists or other small businesses that will have worked really good with social media personnel that knows their stuff in your local area that can come see your store it can actually like video and all that so like there's ways of doing it. You're kind of in, in the middle, like two million, three million is a really good amount of business. And if you have five, ten thousand a month that you're willing to spend to really scale the business, like there's definitely things you can do with that. You know, getting in a camera crew. But this is the thing. This this is the thing. This is the reason that's hard for businesses, uh, small businesses that haven't hit like five, ten million, is they don't have enough money usually to hire a crew, hire a company that has the creative directoring. Like like they don't have the video people. Then they don't, but then they also don't have the social media experience to actually make the ads. And I have a problem when people try to to hire out the video aspect and then hire someone else to do the create. I mean, to do the, the actual ads, create the ads, and actually do the spend on Facebook ads or Instagram or all these other platforms, YouTube, Google Ads, Google AdWords, like all of this stuff. I have a problem with that because the person that's making the creative ad, I mean, sorry, the person that's making the ad and actually make directing the campaign spending the money to get the clicks that person should know what the film what the video should be looking like if they don't there's a disconnect there like the video guy should be knowing what what the ad's going to look like and the ad person should be able to know what the video should look like and so i really think if you're gonna hire someone the only advice i would give you really is like 
it needs to be one person or one company that does this for you don't split it up too many too many times because like I said if I'm making Facebook ads for my business I know what the Facebook video needs I mean I mean I know what the video needs to look like in order to make the ad successful you can't just shoot a bunch of video and then hand it over to some social media company that buys a bunch of ads or runs advertisements for you and think that's gonna be seamless because if the ad agency is really good they're gonna have creative they're gonna know what the creative needs to look like in order to be successful not any video not any like creative will work and so I hope that's not too mumble jumbled either but uh, anyways like I said I would love to do this one day where I charge you know a standard five grand a, a year a month for a year and like the first month we do the filming part I come on actually do stuff on site for like two days get a bunch of content and then over the course of the next year actually spend four thousand of the five thousand on actually buying ads and so something like that I think would be cool one day for anyone out there that is really into this stuff this is a this is there is opportunity here because if you really know Facebook ads if you really know how to do digital um, marketing through Google AdWords and even drive time radio and even using traditional types of media if you know this space you can really help these companies that are between two ten million dollars that don't have the budget to, to get these massive ad agencies in there because they're just super expensive but then they have some money to work with and so one day I would like to help people in this in this kind of scenario Frank so I'm sorry <laughs> maybe one day if there's a huge amount of demand I would be open to something like that but really in order for to get someone on board that knows the creative aspect and is going to run your Facebook or whatever your digital is doing whether it be your social media sites creating the content all that stuff like usually you're gonna to have to have a five to ten thousand dollar budget and so that's why small businesses in so many regards it's such a challenge for them they got to compete against the guy that has 10 20 million dollars and has a million dollar budget for marketing it's tough but I think I think it's when you're small you can spend the what little you have a lot wiser wiser and so yeah, so that's it today. I really feel like today's episode is a little bit broken up, but I hope someone got something out of it. If you're a local business, if you have a demographically uh, a kind of area that you are trying to service and you can't just go anywhere and everywhere around the country, uh, it's important. So that's it for today. Mike and Business Bootcamp Podcast. If you have a question, go to Business Bootcamp Podcast. 